How to Fix Common Podcast RSS Feed Problems. Thanks to your support, The Productive Woman, The Audacity to Podcast, and Once Once Upon a Time Podcast are finalists in the 11th Annual People's Choice Podcast Awards. Thank you very much. Please show your continued awesomeness by voting for our podcast every day, May 29th through June 12th. For quick instructions, our endorsements, and voting reminders, please go to noodle.mx slash podcast awards. And thank you for your amazing support. Welcome to The Audacity to Podcast, episode 271. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm going to be taking a little sabbatical, but in the meantime, still releasing episodes of the podcast for you, and I have a great series of episodes that I'm excited to share with you about fixing common podcasting problems. I'll be talking about common RSS feed problems, common iTunes problems, common WordPress problems, and other common problems that face podcasters. But before I get into this content, I have something very special I want to share with you. In a land near Cincinnati, someone is lurking in the darkness. Silent, growing, and waiting to get out. From award-winning podcaster Daniel J. Lewis and the absolutely gorgeous Jenny Lewis. Baby. Coming New Year's Eve. That's right. My wife and I are expecting our first child. We are very excited to be parents. We're really looking forward to this. I know a lot of things are going to drastically change in my life, and it's an exciting time for sure. So you might hear a shift in certain content and ideas and thoughts in the future, but I will still be doing the podcast because the Audacity podcast is part of my business. So I have a set-aside time and place where I can continue hosting the podcast. So the podcast and business won't go away when I start having kids, but I'm really happy for the changes that will be coming. And special thanks, by the way, to Wayne Brecky from worldsofwayne.com for that amazing voiceover work he did for my trailer. And there are some cool things behind the scenes to that audio trailer and such that I might mention in a future blog post. But with that aside, Now, let's get into this content, how to fix common podcast RSS feed problems. Your RSS feed is the life of your podcast, and if that feed is broken, then your podcast is broken too. So this won't cover every potential problem you could have with your podcast RSS feed, but this is the most common podcast RSS feed problems and where you can go to fix them or the general direction you should be looking to fix them. If you'd like to follow along in the show notes for episode 271, then go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash feed problems. First, validation errors. 
A lot of podcast RSS feed problems are related to validation problems. This is when there's something, often uh, something of a technical nature, that's inside the RSS feed that shouldn't be there, or there's something that's not there that should be there, or something is formatted incorrectly. So here are some basic things to do to check that. First, validate your feed. Use feedvalidator.org. This is a basic RSS validator. Now, the warnings that it gives you won't break your feed, and most likely because feedvalidator.org hasn't really been updated in several years, most likely warnings it gives are perfectly okay. Like it may not recognize certain podcasting specs, but what you're looking for in Feed Validator is if there is a report of any errors inside of your RSS feed. So you need to figure out where that error is. Most of the time when it reports an error, it will give you a line number or it will show you the general character or a little bit of the error so you can figure out where that error is. I'll tell you more about how to fix it in a moment. The other way to validate your feed would be with Cast Feed Validator or Podbase Podcast Validator. These feed validators are designed for podcasters and will more appropriately point out problems like missing enclosures, poor hosting for your podcast, and other issues that are specific to podcasting. And it will make some other recommendations too. And again, do keep in mind some of these do have some opinion recommending certain things like the size of your feed or the URL for your feed or certain other things. While there are other issues that may be actual technical things that must be fixed, like this post has no enclosure or the media is hosted somewhere that doesn't support byte range requests or your image is too small, those kinds of things. So when you validate your feed, that will probably point out what the problem is. Then number two, fix the problem. If it's an invalid RSS feed and it's reported as such by feed validator, that problem could be in some kind of hidden or invalid character, such as a space or a quotation mark, that all you need to do is simply retype it. It's crazy how many times I've seen this happen, that Feed Validator will point out a particular paragraph where it will say invalid character, and I look at the paragraph, I see nothing whatsoever wrong with it. But I'll retype the spaces or retype the quotation marks, and that often fixes the problem. It's crazy, but this can especially happen if you're pasting text from one program to another. Watch out for those kinds of pasting things. That's why I really recommend typing your notes directly into WordPress or whatever is creating your podcast RSS feed because that can help eliminate many of these problems. But you may need to simply retype certain portions of your text. Other times, there may be some code inside of your text that needs to be removed. This could be common for if you're using any kind of embedded flash or certain embedded media, there could be times when it does need to be removed if it's invalid code. If it's simply a warning saying this isn't supported in all browsers, that's fine. But if it's an actual error, that's something you need to fix. Follow the general advice that the tool gives you for replacing or fixing other problems, like it may say your cover art is too small, or you're hosting your media somewhere that doesn't support byte range requests, or you're missing certain core pieces of information that need to be in your RSS feed. Yes, these tools aren't perfect. So 
they may miss some problems or they may recommend things that aren't exactly necessary. For example, not every post of your podcast episode has to have an iTunes summary because iTunes will pull from the description field if there is no iTunes summary field for a particular episode. So as long as you have something in the description, that's fine. And if there's nothing in the description field, then iTunes pulls from the content encoded field. If there's nothing in there, that's when there's a problem, if there's nothing in all three of those fields. Otherwise, some of these validation apps may say, oh, warning, you don't have an iTunes summary. You need an iTunes summary for this episode. But you know you have text in your description or in the content for that episode, and that makes it okay. So that's the first thing you may run into is validation errors. The second thing is an inaccessible feed. If your feed is completely missing, then there could be many things going wrong. First, double check the URL. Ensure that you spelled it correctly and also ensure that you're using or not using www, depending on how your domain is set up. In general, I recommend don't use www. And in fact, whenever you tell someone a URL, especially in your podcast, please don't say www.myawesomepodcast.com. Just say myawesomepodcast.com and set up your website to not use www as well. But for whatever URL you're working with, make sure that it's set up correctly as well. It may need www or it may not need it. And if it's one way or the other, ensure that you have proper redirects so that any request for one or the other redirects to the appropriate one, whichever way it is, whether you prefer the www or you prefer to not have it. It needs to be redirected both ways. So you don't actually have two websites. You have one website with one version of the domain redirecting to the other. Number two, reset permalinks. Some things can break this inside of WordPress. It could be a caching problem, a plugin conflict, or something else. It's not that hard to fix. All you have to do is go into your permalink settings and click the save button again. And that resets the permalinks. And that could fix it for you. I recommend that you use the post name permalink, not the default setting where it's question mark P equals and then some number or something like that. But the post name is fine. If you're switching from default to post name or any other permalink structure, it will appropriately set in those redirects for you. But if you're switching from one permalink structure to another permalink structure, that's not default to something nice but you're switching from one nice thing to another nice thing, then you might need to put in special regular expression redirects or complicated things. But the main point here is simply resave your permalink settings and that could fix an inaccessible feed. Number three, test for plugin conflicts. Membership plugins and others could cause conflicts with your RSS feed. Now, this isn't always the case, and PowerPress is now making great strides in protecting your default podcast-only RSS feeds. I can't say the same thing for regular category RSS feeds if you're using those, which have never been a good suggestion to use those. Please don't use a regular category RSS feed. Use something that's from PowerPress if you're using PowerPress on your website to create your RSS feed. But try disabling some of these other plugins that you have to see if your feed can still be reached when a particular plugin is disabled. In fact, what you might want to do is take a few minutes, disable all of the plugins on your site except for PowerPress, switch to your default theme, 
and see if your feed is reachable then. If it is, then slowly reactivate those things. Switch your theme back on, retest. Activate one or two plugins at a time, retest. Do that to diagnose things and you may come down to discovering, oh, this particular plugin is causing a problem. Then you can dig into that plugin to discover if there's any particular setting you should switch to fix your RSS feed or maybe that plugin needs to be updated or it's, it needs to be replaced with a better plugin. These are some ways that you can fix then an inaccessible feed. Next, timeouts. When your feed takes a long time to load, some RSS clients will give up after a certain amount of time. That could be 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds, 5 minutes. It's, there's no set standard, but 30 seconds is a generally good assumption that if your feed doesn't load within 30 seconds, probably many apps will then time out. That's why we call it a timeout. So there are three suggestions I have for fixing this. Number one, reduce your feed size. One megabyte is the practical maximum I recommend, but I really recommend that you keep your feed even smaller than that, like 512 kilobytes, which is half a megabyte. And for more tips about that, look at my previous episode where I talked about how to shrink your podcast RSS feed, and I have the link to that in the show notes for this episode, number 271 at com slash feed problems. Number two, use caching. Implement some kind of tool that caches your RSS feed so it's not regenerated with every request. And you could even consider making it a static file on your website so that it's not regenerated at all. It's just a single file is generated and then any request for that file doesn't access your database, PHP, anything like that. You may need the caching on the rest of your site as well because if the rest of your site is slow it will be affecting your RSS feed too. It's not really an isolated thing. If you can speed up the rest of your website, then most likely you're speeding up your RSS feed as well. And number three, ask your web host about your performance issues. It could be that your site or someone else's site on the same server, if you're on shared hosting, has some bad code in the site that is hogging the server resources. Could be creating an infinite loop. It could be opening some kind of security problem. It could be that it's getting hit by bots or spammers or hackers over and over and over again. And your host may be able to help figure out what that is or at least point you in generally the right direction. Addressing these things will help you in fixing those timeouts so that your RSS feed loads quickly and then you don't have these timeouts. The next problem you may run into with your RSS feed is missing episodes. This is either that it's missing the latest episode or it could be any of the past episodes. I worked with a client at one point who was missing some random episodes in their stream. There was absolutely no pattern to it. It wasn't like certain episodes from a certain date or the last number of episodes or the first number of episodes. It wasn't anything like that. So there were some other things to check. And here's what I recommend, seven things for you to check. First, number one, properly attach the episode. A blog post that doesn't have the podcast episode properly attached to it won't appear in podcast apps. And this is very easy to do, especially if you're using PowerPress or some other tool on your same content management site. There have been many times where I myself have published a post and forgot to attach the podcast episode to it. 
and thus it became only a blog post and not a podcast episode. I've usually recognized that fairly quickly, but it still has happened a couple times in the past. Number two, check the channel or category. If you use custom channel or category feeds with your podcast coming from your website or from whatever tool you're using to create your RSS feed, you may have put the post and the episode in the wrong place. I've done that before too. I've put in a video episode in my audio feed or I've put an audio episode in my video feed before. And from the website, it didn't look any different. But in the podcast RSS feed, it was missing an episode or one feed had an episode that wasn't supposed to have. Number three, low item or episode limit. The WordPress default limits RSS feeds to 10 items, and you may need to increase that in the WordPress reading settings, in the PowerPress settings, in your Libsyn settings, or in whatever is creating your RSS feed. This would not be FeedBurner at all, by the way, because FeedBurner does not create RSS feeds. FeedBurner, quote, enhances, unquote, RSS feeds. So don't look to FeedBurner for changing that limit on your RSS feeds. You need to look at what is creating the original source RSS feed, even if you use FeedBurner. Number four, combined blog posts and podcast episodes. If you don't have a podcast-only RSS feed, then each blog post could be bumping out your podcast episodes from the item limit. For example, if you have your feed limited to display only 10 items and you have 20 blog posts and you have 20 podcast episodes, you publish a blog post, then you publish a podcast episode, then a blog post, then a podcast, blog, podcast, blog, podcast, back and forth like that, your RSS feed then will only display five or six podcast episodes, not all 10 that the RSS feed could hold because those blog posts are taking up other space inside your RSS feed. So that's a big reason you should have a podcast-only RSS feed so that it has only your podcast episodes. Then that helps fix a lot of other issues that you may run into as well. Number five, theme or plugin settings. Some WordPress themes or plugins may offer the option to filter the main blog page. And that seems innocent. And this is the problem that I ran into with that client I mentioned earlier, where some episodes were missing without explanation. There was absolutely no pattern whatsoever to the episodes that were missing. The problem was in the WordPress theme, which offered that option to filter the main blog page and choose what categories would show up on the main blog page. And that did also affect the RSS feeds. And you need to be careful with that. Anything that lets you filter the blog might also be filtering your RSS feed. And that was the problem with my client is the theme that they were using had filtered out certain categories that they at one point either didn't checkmark them or created those categories later after they installed the theme. But what was happening then is they would publish their podcast episodes in a podcast category as well as other categories that were relevant to those episodes. And some of those other categories were being filtered out of displaying on the main blog page and thus weren't displaying in the RSS feed. So watch out for some of those things. And that could go back to changing your theme or deactivating plugins to discover which one is the culprit and then digging further to discover why is this one causing a problem. Number six, caches. WordPress caching, external caching, and feed caching may need to be refreshed for your latest episode to display, especially if you have multiple layers of caching. You may have a caching plugin on your WordPress website, 
And then you may have a an external caching like Cloudflare or something else or some other CDN. Then you may even use FeedBurner on top of that, which also caches your feed. And you need to refresh all of those in the right order. Start at the source and then work your way out. Number seven, duplicated posts. In rare cases, some tools may allow you to duplicate a post, and that can be kind of handy for when you have a particular template that you use for creating your show notes. No, that's not the way I recommend making a template for show notes. I've talked previously about other ways of doing that. But in rare cases, these duplicate post plugins can also duplicate the globally unique identifier or the GUID. And that's supposed to be unique for every post. But if it's duplicated for posts, then you have two posts using the same GUID. And most RSS clients, podcast apps and such, won't recognize that new post as a new episode because it has the same GUID as the other post and episode. Thus, the client thinks it's the same thing. There's nothing new to download. These are some ways that you can fix missing episodes. And the last thing I'll cover here that may be a problem with your RSS feed is accidental re-download. This happened to a famous podcaster I'm subscribed to where most of their recent episodes were forced to re-download on my podcast app. And when this kind of thing happens, it can mess up your stats because it means your audience is re-downloading episodes they already downloaded. So it looks like you may have doubled your audience when you didn't really. It's just the same audience downloading the same thing multiple times. And this can certainly annoy your audience. At the core of this is that globally unique identifier or the GUID. It's supposed to be unique for every item or episode in an RSS feed. If that GUID changes for any particular item in the RSS feed, then RSS clients and podcast apps will think that's a new post. Even if the title is the same, the URL is the same, the file name is the same, all of that other stuff could be the same. But if the GUID changes, then podcast apps will re-download that episode. So don't change the GUID unless you absolutely have to. And the only reason I think you should force a re-download of an episode is if the previously released version had some catastrophic mistake that makes the episode completely unlistenable or there's some reason you absolutely must force everyone to re-download. And that's usually when it would be obvious to the person. If you just forgot to put in your intro music that's fine. You don't have to force a re-download. If your intro music was maybe too loud relative to your voice, that's a little bit of a gray area. If you have a guest and you realized you accidentally muted your guest's audio and so your listeners hear only you asking the questions or only one side of the conversation, that's a big problem and that's when you would want to force a download. And I have made that mistake before. One of my co-hosts, when we were doing a multi-ender recording of an episode, I accidentally muted their track when I exported the MP3. I published it and realized no one can hear my co-host at all. So I had to force a re-download of the episode and it made sense to the audience because then they could realize, oh yeah, now I can hear the co-host. So that's when you would want to change it. Otherwise, don't change the GUID. Specifically, here are three situations where you need to be very cautious with the GUID. Number one, migration. When you're moving your podcast RSS feed from one place to another, 
ensure that your new feed generator will also migrate those GUIDs. Blueberry, PowerPress, and Libsyn are all smart enough to do that for you. As long as you use their proper migration tools, they will copy those GUIDs over. So even if you completely switch feed generators or URLs or anything like that, your podcast subscribers won't be forced to re-download the episodes because you properly migrated the information without changing the GUIDs. This is what happened for that famous podcaster I follow. They switched from one service to another. I'll give you one guess what service they left. And the service that they switched to didn't migrate all of those GUIDs. So they reset all of those. Thus, all of the episodes were marked as brand new to my podcast app and also the thousands of other people subscribed to that podcast and thus forced a re-download of all of those episodes. So watch out for your migrations. Number two, be cautious with find and replace operations. If you're editing your database, by the way, don't. As much as possible, avoid editing your database unless you absolutely know what you're doing. And even then, make sure you have a backup. In fact, make a backup immediately before you're doing any of your changes because you don't want to rely on some automated backup that you realize hasn't been working. Be extremely cautious and only do it if you absolutely know what you're doing. So be very careful, please, with these, but especially be very careful with any find and replace operations that you do on your database. Like maybe you're changing from one domain to another or you're changing from HTTP to HTTPS and you want to do a global find and replace on your database, don't. Because if you do, you'll be changing those GUIDs, which even simply changing one letter, like from HTTP to HTTPS, will mean it's a different GUID, and it will force a redownload. I've made that mistake before. So if you're going to do any kind of find and replace operation on your database, and you know what you're doing, then you should also know how to exclude the GUID column so that you're not resetting those GUIDs. It's fine if the GUID is your old domain or someone else's domain. Just don't change it. What's in it doesn't really matter. It just matters that what's in it stays unique and doesn't change. The third situation where you need to be careful is when you're correcting episode mistakes. Like I mentioned earlier, unless it's absolutely necessary to force a re-download Simply reuse the existing post, the existing URL, and the existing file name for fixing any particular mistakes. Those minor mistakes that aren't catastrophic enough to force a redownload. Creating a new post, even if you have the same URL, the same title, the same file name of your episode, but it's a new post that you created, will force a redownload. I had an issue recently with a podcast client where we published something and then they deleted it completely. They put it in the trash and then they emptied their trash on their website. But we wanted to get that file back out there. Well, we can't now because if we republish it, it will then force a redownload for everyone who already downloaded that file. We'd really have to go back into the history, restore that previous version from a backup of the database So that way we have that original GUID. So be careful when you're correcting these episode mistakes or if you're doing migrations or find and replace operations so that you can avoid those accidental re-downloads. These 
our steps to fix the most common podcast RSS feed problems that I see. Validation errors, inaccessible feed, timeouts, missing episodes, and accidental redownloads. I know this doesn't cover every possible problem you could have with an RSS feed, and it may not even cover the specific problem you're having, and this certainly isn't every solution that's available. So if you have a solution that worked in a particular case for you, I'd love to hear from you. Please comment on the show notes for episode 271 at slash feed problems. Please remember to vote for the Audacity to Podcast, the Productive Woman, and Once Once Upon a Time podcast, as well as our other endorsements in the podcast awards every day through June 12th, 2016. For our complete list of endorsements, as well as a way to get daily reminders to vote, please go to noodle.mx slash podcast awards. I use that email list only for podcast awards. Nothing else, no other promotions or anything else like that go out there. So you only receive those daily reminders to vote. And it's a great way to remember to vote. And we make our recommendations there as well for not only the Noodle Mix Network podcast, but several of our friends and Podcaster Society members have podcasts in the awards too. So we recommend that you vote for them as well. Please go to noodle.mx slash podcast awards for that list as well as being able to get the daily reminders. I'm really excited that Podcaster Society will open to new members on July 1st. But don't wait until July 1st to sign up or to join. Join the waiting list now because there will be a special bonus for those who are on the waiting list and on my regular email newsletter when that launches maybe even a little bit earlier for those or some other kind of special bonus. That's over at Podcaster Society. And lastly, I'll be taking a sabbatical from June 1st through July 15th. I'll still publish podcast episodes and my weekly email newsletter, but I won't be available to anyone other than members of Podcaster Society. So all emails, voicemails, and other comments during that time will be automatically archived, and I won't be responding to them. So please, if you need a response, contact me again after July 15th, 2016. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.